day and welcome to an international news desk Euro 2020 special. I'm joined by none other than Soccer Laduma's international news correspondent, Kurt Buckerfield. How are you doing, Kurti? Good, Sean. How are you, man? I'm good. Thanks, Thanks for having but me. We start, Kurt, yes. with the joke of the day. Okay. <laughs> are you ready? No, I'm ready, yeah. <laughs> what do you call sweaty boobs? I don't know. I've never thought about it. Humidities. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah? Okay. What do you think? What do you think? Fine, fine. It's fine. I can take it. Yeah, it's fine. Go for it. <laughs> Could it what should we start with? Should we start with uh, before we get into the nitty gritty, should we start with Barcelona's financial woes? Yeah, let's, let's go straight into it. Dig into that. I mean, in the 2020 financial year, Barcelona said it made a loss of around $117 million. Though it said without the impact of Corona pandemic, it would have made a small profit around $2 million. Club financials also show that Barcelona has a total of $1.4 billion in debt. $322 million of that must be paid to banks by the end of June. What is going on? Well, Sean, the worry now is that the four signings that they have made in this transfer window. Um, Sergio Aguero, Eric Garcia, um, Emerson, who is a player that they um, brought back to the club after exercising a buyback fee, um, and, uh, or their buyback option rather, um, and Memphis Depay. The worry is that they can't actually register those players because of La Liga's strict salary limits. Um, right. And this is what is causing the delay um, with Messi's contract. Of course, we, we, we spoke about it recently, Messi is you know, right now, technically a free agent. He, he doesn't have a contract with Barcelona. Um, it still hasn't been sorted, eh? Still hasn't been sorted. There is, um, you know, an indication that he will sign a new deal. Mm. But as I, as I said when we last talked about this, I find it very, very interesting that he hasn't come out to say anything yet. Um, no public statements. I know that he's, he's of course, busy um, yeah. at the, the Copa America, but no statement through, through his father, his agent. Um, so I find it very interesting, but yes, so that's that's a massive concern I think for Barcelona. Um, they're going to have to get a few more players off their books. I think they have already let go of six players in this transfer window. Um, that's three sales. I think one player has gone out on loan. They terminated another player's contract with four years remaining on his deal. No, um, who was that? Uh, Mateus Fernandez. He he signed for Barcelona. I think it was in 2020, um, wasn't even unveiled as a new signing, um, first red flag. He must have felt valued, eh? Yes, and then trained with the first team last season, but I think only made one appearance. Um, so it's it's quite... Um, where, where, where was he signed from? He was signed from Brazil. He came from Brazil, okay. yeah. um, and then he had a short spell at Real um, Valladolid. Yeah. and returned to Barcelona thinking that he was maybe going to be a part of the first team setup. Mm. Uh, ended up playing only one time um, and has now been released and apparently it's, it's going to sue the club or wants to sue the club. Of course. Um, so so he was the, the, the contract was terminated without pay or? So we don't really know. I, no. I assume it's without pay and that's why he wants to sue them. Yeah. But what actually, I mean, Sean, as an agent, what really happens in that situation? Can a club no. actually do that? Well, you see, there's such, I actually had a conversation yesterday with someone, funny, I've just done someone's contract at a, a local club. And one of the clauses was that um, whatever they deem um, a lack of performance, they can give the player one month's notice. So we obviously fought that and obviously that clause has been taken out completely because 
everyone's interpretation of bad performance or lack of performance differs because you could have a coach that doesn't like you and you don't feature what happened with me mm. um, and you know so it, it, it's a good question but surely there must be there must be some sort of a handshake okay here's here's a year here's two years here's three years or whatever but there's no ways he can just get his contract terminated and, and walk off scot-free there's no ways yeah so that's I mean look Barcelona tried uh, tried this last season where they they did manage to get rid of a couple of high earners or big earners like Ivan Rakitic and Luis Suarez for tiny fees. I think Rakitic joined Sevilla for like a million. I think Suarez joined Atletico for somewhere around that same fee. Wow. Um, so they're trying to do the same thing this time around. Because they've got of their, no choice, right? The, yeah. Exactly. They have to get players off the books. And this is why this president, Joanne Laporte, who uh, returned to the club, um, has you know, not given up the dream of the European Super League. It's it's quite comical at this point, but wow. he's still trying to push for it. Um, he hasn't officially... Have so he's actually gone on record saying that um, he's still pushing for this. Well, he's gone on record to say that it's up to the club. It's Well, it's up to the fans. Um, and it's because Barcelona are fan-owned or fan-run club, yes. Um, yes. like Real Madrid is. So it's up to the fans. Um, he wants them to, to, to vote um, in, in favour or against it it's but he wants them to have a say he's just not giving up on the stream because he knows that if they don't have hmm. that kind of financial backing that the European Super League would give them then you know financially they are they are wrecked um, so look so he, he must be one of the most disliked people in world football well I think it's actually strange Sean that's a good question oh. um, and you think so but I think everybody understands that he's inherited a really really bad situation at Barcelona and it's almost like, you know what, we can kind of forgive him for pushing for this thing because we know that he's just doing this to get Barcelona back on their feet. Out of desperation, um, right? Out of desperation, yeah, it's, it's completely yeah. out of desperation. Um, but you know, like I said, that's what's causing these delays. I mean, it's it's crazy to me that they've let it get to the situation with Messi. Um, mm. It's now, you know, we're into our second week of the month and um, Messi still has not um, signed a new contract. He's, he's out of, you know, he doesn't have a club right now, technically. Um, oh, and, and these new guys that the club have brought in with all this excitement and all these unveilings um, apparently cannot be officially registered until they get a few more players off their books. Um, and I'm just not sure how they're going to make that happen because I have also read that there are a lot of players in that first team who don't want to be, who don't want to leave the club. Um, they're happy in Spain, they're happy at Barcelona, and suddenly they've been told that they need to leave. And these are high-profile players too. I know that Coutinho um, is on the chopping block. I know that Samuel Mtiti is on the chopping block. Um, potentially Griezmann, apparently. Um, look, look, when you say chopping block, this is not because of a lack of performance. This is purely financial. Purely financial. Um, yeah. So, well, look, in Coutinho and Mtiti's case, they haven't really been playing um, at all. And yeah. they haven't been playing well. Griezmann, you know, he's had a tricky time at Barcelona, um, but he does a lot of work off the ball. He's, he's obviously a, a world-class player, but is he worth the, apparently, is he worth the 800,000 euros that they're paying him a week? Um, what? So, a week? Apparently, yeah, before tax. Oh, and this is, <laughs> and they ask themselves, this is uh, why are they uh, financially strapped? I mean, well, exactly. Well, exactly. They've made a lot of very poor decisions. Um, or at least the former board made a lot of poor decisions. Um, and this is what Laporte has inherited, and this is what's causing trouble. 
wow. But let, let, let's stick with Messi a bit. Um, as you saw, he broke he broke yet another record as he led Argentina to the 2021 Copa America final following their semi-final triumph over Colombia early yesterday morning. Um, fun fact, in this week in 2007, Brazil won their fourth Copa America title after beating Argentina in the final 3-0. 14 years later, and these two South American titans face off in the Copa America final once again. Could things be different this time around, Curdy boy? Because uh, I think Messi, he, he broke another record with his fifth assist in Copa America, beating his previous record of four assists in the 2016 competition. It, would this be Messi's first, this would be his first trophy with, uh, uh, or major trophy with Argentina, is that right? That is right. Um, he, yeah. he has won the Olympics and the under 20 World Cup with Argentina, yes. Yes. but has never lifted a major trophy um, with the senior team. And, you know, that's kind of always been the monkey on his back. Um, and, uh, you know, look, he's had opportunities. He's, I think he's lost four finals. Um, that, that 2007 final that you just mentioned, that was his first. I think it was 3-0 loss, right? Um, against uh, Brazil. 3-0 loss, yes, yes. And yes. Um, that was his first loss. Um, then, of course, went to two Copper finals over the, uh, was, I think it was 2015 and 2016. Yeah. Um, or 20, somewhere around there, they went to two Copper finals, lost both times to Chile. Um, and then, of course, they lost the 2014 World Cup final against Germany. Um, I don't agree with the idea and the sentiment that Messi does not pitch up for his country because, uh, you know, there's a reason that Argentina keep getting this far to finals. Um, yeah. and, and Messi's numbers for Argentina are absolutely ridiculous. And there's yeah. also been questions over his, his, his commitment and his passion. But, I mean, there were videos. I don't know if you've seen any of them, Sean. You should go have a look. It's incredible. There was this one camera um, especially following Messi in this penalty shootout win over Colombia. And uh, to see this guy, you know, hitting his chest and, and chirping um, Colombian players who've just missed their penalties, and, you know, literally like yeah. proper taunting and trolling them. Um, dance now, dance now. Yeah. It really means something to him. And I think yeah. that um, this, I, I hope personally, I hope it's the, this is it. I hope Messi does win this Copa America. I've stayed up for a few of these games. Um, mm. I've actually streamed them. Yeah. Um, because they, they don't come on or that they don't show on DSTV and it's been very very entertaining Messi has been incredible um, four goals five assists he's contributed to nine um, at the tournament already nine of Argentina's 11 goals um, he's really leading this team um, and I, I think that this could be this could be the time but that said Brazil very strong side Neymar's mm. in great form um, as he always is for Brazil. So it's going to be a very, very close game, but I, I can't wait to watch it. That's on, um, it's in the early hours of Sunday morning and I will be, I will be up for that for sure. Who's, who's starting for Brazil? Is it, is it, is it Edison or is it? Um, it's Alisson. Is it Alisson? Okay. Alisson, yeah. Brazil's number one, yeah. What, what a squad. So uh, your money on that? What do you reckon? I'm going to go with Argentina purely because of it's a, Messi's, it's a good story. It's, yeah. a, it's a good story. Messi's form, uh, his first international trophy mm. potentially. Um, 
And yeah, I, I just want him to win that game. It's that simple, Sean. So, so in an ideal world, Argentina win the Copa America, Messi signs another deal with Barcelona? Um, I think so. Um, I, look, to be honest with you, I don't really have a dog in that fight, the, the, Argentina, the, the Barcelona um, yeah. contract situation. Uh, I, would, I would love to see him go somewhere else. Um, I don't think he needs to prove himself anywhere else, but I would love yeah. to see it. It would be amazing. Yeah. Time will tell, my friend. Yeah. Um, moving on swiftly to obviously the Euros, which has been nothing short of beautiful football all the way around. Um, we've been certainly blessed with some amazing games, some crazy goals, some uh, amazing football. I mean, let's just touch base on the, the Spain-Italy game, um, which was just great. Yeah, it, 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 what it, a game. Had, had everything in it. Um, if you look at Spain's stats, 16 shots on target, uh, sorry, 16 shots, 71% position, 908 passes, which is what you expect from a Spanish team, <laughs> um, 88% passing accuracy, and they go on and lose. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> that's football, right? That's football, yeah, that's football. Look, in a nutshell, but what a game. It was, no, it was an amazing game. Spain played really well. Few standout performers. Danny Olmo was, was sensational. Oh, man. Um, he played in that false nine position, and you could see that Luis Enrico was trying to, um, you know, he was trying to confuse Chiellini and Bonucci. Look, those, those two guys can't be confused easily. I mean, they know exactly what he's trying to do with a false nine. He's trying to drag them out of position and create space in behind. Yeah. Um, but the, Danny Olmo was incredible in that in that uh, in that spot. Pedri was phenomenal. I don't know if you saw that stat where in the 90 minutes he completed all 56 passes yes, that, he, that he attempted. Ridiculous. Um, ridiculous. For an 18 year old playing in his first major tournament with Spain, um, off the back of a season at Barcelona where he's played 52 games. Ridiculous. Um, it's How incredible. He? He's 18 years old. Oh my. So Sean, he joined Barcelona at the start of last season and was, was expected to be sent out on loan. And, and Kuman and, and the board, everyone was preparing um, to send him out on loan. But because he impressed so much during the pre-season, they decided, wait, this guy could maybe stay with the first team. He then becomes a regular at 17 years old, Sean. What a story. Um, and is now starring for Spain on the biggest stage. Um, I don't know if you saw Luis Enrique's comments after the game, but somebody asked him, you know, they compared Pedri to Iniesta. Luis Enrique said, look, I've never even seen that from Iniesta at at 18 years old. Did he say that? Yeah, he said that's, uh, no one's ever done that, um, at least for this country. So, no, a great game. Um, Spain couldn't put the finishing touches on those chances they were creating. Um, Italy defended really well and and then took their chances, of course. I mean, um, Chiellini at the back at that age, he's just next to No, level, it's he? incredible. And the passion, yeah. and I don't know if you saw as well before the penalty shootout, how he's having a laugh with Jordi Alba. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he was like kind of, you know, teasing Jordi Alba, but it looked so serious. And in that moment, it looked like, oh, wait, Spain, I don't know if you guys have the mental strength to, to do this. Um, yeah. Italy, on the other hand, just, yeah, they just looked like they were always going to win that penalty shootout. But great game. Um, Loved it. I think Italy, all in all, deserve to be in the final, um, given the the performances that they've turned out in this this tournament. Um, but you, you just see the way they celebrated when they won that game. You would think they won the World Cup, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know that's Italy. That's how they are. It's all about passion, and it's so refreshing and beautiful to see. And it's a uh, yeah. Oh, we've been missing. We've been missing this in football. It's been a bit dull lately. Yeah. No, definitely. 
No, 100%. And it's just made so much better by the, the stadiums being packed with fans. And sure. It just feels like, you know, football really is back. Um, and it's also just top level football, you know. Yeah. I, I always used to, I don't know, I think I was always bored by international tournaments, especially when it got to the knockout rounds. It always Correct. felt cagey and it always felt like teams weren't really pushing. On the um, defensive, yeah. Of course, that's not for every tournament and of every course. game. But this tournament has felt like teams are just going out to play um, and, and trying to entertain. And they, they, it's like a big celebration that football is back and football with fans yeah. is back. That's a lovely way of putting it. Really. Um, big so, celebration. Yeah, yeah so it's, yeah, it's just been great to, to watch. And um, no, I love that game. Really happy for Roberto Mancini and, yeah. and his yeah. team. Um, there's, there's not ever, it, it never feels like there's one standout performer in that side. It feels like everyone pulls together right from that national anthem to the, the final kick of the game. It's there all, I mean, I all mean, fighting for each other. Jorginho's jo- jo- penalty at the end, I mean, cool no, as a cucumber. I, you know, the, that is crazy, man. That's crazy. I, I think your celebration was like, you was got goosebumps right now just talking about it, bro. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The, the BMT, the big match temperament you can have on that stage and just stroll up and just slot it in like that. I can't imagine, Sean, that kind of feeling of, of having that responsibility on that stage and in front of so many fans and also just fans around the world um you're kind con- you know you're doing this this is your whole country's chances right now at stake i have to go and step up and take this penalty and then he does the skip and the hop and it's just <laughs> no it's incredible i used to get nervous taking penalties in front of three fans at edgemead um, I, I can't believe Come that he on could the be that cool in in yeah in that moment. Incredible. Oh man, what yeah, what a game! We are blessed with a a final against England. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I can't believe that. I mean, no way is a penalty in hell, was it? And no, it went to VAR. You know what, Sean? At the start of this tournament, I've been rooting for England right through. Um, just because I like so many of their players, I watch the Premier League. It's you know, um, I just I just want them to do well. Um, but when that happened, I, I kind of I felt the sour taste in my mouth, you know, um, because that wasn't a penalty. And um, but you know what? You know what? We can look at this the other way around. I mean, Teko always goes on about um, the football gods being on your side, and and last night or possibly this tournament, the football gods have come together and on England's side. I mean, how many how many results or how many decisions have you seen going against? England past World Cups or uh, big tournaments and look uh, yeah I'm happy over the moon they've gone through without a doubt but poor poor I mean what's the point of using VAR I mean I don't want to go down this road but I'm just saying like that was so blatantly not a penalty yeah I think all that needed to happen in that situation was for VAR to communicate with the referee just to say maybe have a look at it yourself we aren't entirely sure just because I think you know it's it's extra time of a semi-final um, in a major international tournament and I think maybe just try and be sure about it <laughs> let's no. not um, I don't know I, I, I found it strange very strange decision um, and um, yeah I don't think the referee can be blamed I think in real time it would have looked like a penalty absolutely um, I thought it was, I thought and it was. I, yeah so did I and I, I think that all that needed to happen was for the referee to go look at the screen but look England also have, have done really well at this tournament um, Denmark were good in that 90 minutes but I think England is not the team you want to go to extra time with, considering the strength that they have on the bench. I mean, I think that Denmark looked mentally drained and mentally fatigued um, in that extra time, knowing that England still have five substitutes to make or four substitutes to make. They can bring on 
players who start for their clubs or the biggest teams in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, these are all top, top level footballers, world class mm -hmm. players who can come on and change this game um, yeah. and, and run them ragged. So I think that it was a mental, um, a mental issue at the end. Um, England probably deserved it. I was surprised that they didn't create more clear cut chances. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm happy for them. And uh, I can't wait for this final now on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, just a couple of stand-up players for me on the English side. I thought Carl Walker was fantastic. He, he, he was really good. so quick. I he mean, was good. unbelievable how quick he is. Yeah. No, it's, incredible. Yeah. Um, and uh, who, uh, who came on and got substituted? What's his name? Jack Reddish. Uh, Jack Reddish, yeah. What happened with that? I think... I think... <sighs> I don't know. If I, do, if I had to guess, it's because Grealish isn't going to do that much defensive work. Right. Um, and that, and maybe Southgate thought Denmark were going to be pushing. But yes. the other thing I would say to that is that there's nobody better. Risk, there, definitely, there's nobody yeah. better at protecting a football than Jack Grealish. 100%. And who can win fouls and run down the clock and yeah. waste a bit of time. Um, you know, cause those little stoppages in the game that, that, that get to the Denmark players and, and they start to think, okay, you know, we don't have time to actually come back anymore. We aren't going to be able to do this. So I, I, I thought it was a strange decision, um, yeah. but yeah, he did what he needed to do. I think Southgate, what I've been impressed by is that he just isn't afraid to make these decisions. Yeah, he's um, thinking he about them as well. He doesn't yeah. listen to anybody else. Yeah. Um, he doesn't care about the noise. Yeah. Um, and England are in the final of the, the Euros. So, yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of ex players are praising Gareth Southgate. Gary Lenico went on a rampage last night on Twitter. Um, very, very pro him. Um, and impressed with Harry Maguire. We, I know we go get, yeah, he we was phenomenal. We jumped down his throats on it weekly on this podcast, but uh, I thought he was possibly England's better, better, most consistent player. I, th I thought that he could have been given man of the match after yeah. his performance last night. Yeah, he was really good. Solid in defence, um, carried the ball out. Um, I think his pass rate also really good. Um, mm. Connection with Luke Shaw on that side, good mm. in the air. Um, no, he was he was very, very good last night. Yeah. I, I have to give him credit for, for that, obviously. 100%. And take nothing away from uh, Kasper Schmeichel. I think without him, um, it could have been a lot more uh, showing his class. You could see remnants of his father, can't you? Certain saves. I just and, love uh, him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just big match temperament all around, isn't he? No, I just love Kasper Schmeichel. I can't believe that we are at this point of his career where he's like, I think, 33 or 34. I remember when he when he came on the scene at, at City as a youngster where he played like two or three games before being sent out on loan or on a permanent transfer. But no, you know what? He's had an incredible career himself and yeah. uh, it's not easy being Peter Schmeichel's son and playing in the same position as him. Um, and yeah. to have won the Premier League and to won, have won the FA Cup and to have gone this far in a major tournament. No, uh, big fan of his. But, but not just won the Premier League, eh, Kurt. I mean, to win, to win the Premier League as complete underdogs. So, I mean, you look at his dad, yes, he's playing for one of the best teams in the world ever, and probably one of the best squads ever to be accumulated by, by Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. But to, to win the, the best league in the world with Leicester City, to win the FA Cup with Leicester City, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. No, I love him. He's a real leader, um, just a solid goalkeeper. I think... Um, you know, does he remind he, you of Sean Roberts at all? He, do, he, he does remind me of this guy named Sean Roberts, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's not right after. <laughs> um, so, let's wrap up. Um, we are both going for an Argentina win. Okay. I presume we are going for the underdogs in England, because they are the underdogs, I think, even though they're going to be playing at Wembley. Um, 
I'm going for an England win. Uh, so am I, Sean. I'm going for an England win. Extra time or penalties or flat out? I think the game will be decided in, in the 90 minutes and I think it'll be cagey and I think it will be, the football might be boring at times. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, England don't normally concede a lot of possession, um, but I think that this game, they might be okay with having less of the ball um, and, mm. and trying to hit Italy on the counter. Mm. Um, but no, look, I can't uh, wait though. England showed last night in the last five minutes of extra time. They must have put 50 passes together. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. Look, Denmark were absolutely wrecked, Sean. Yeah, they were done. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, I'm going for an England win. I think it's going to be a cagey game. I think it's going to be a very tight game. There's no ways that that any team is blowing the other off the park. Mm. Um, it's going to be a very, very close game. One that I can't wait for, um, mm. but. I'm going for England, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a with a one nil. One nil within the ninety minutes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Harry Kane or what? Um, oof, let me go. Let me go. Mason Mount. Wow. Okay. Mason Mount. Well, there you've heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to wrap up the international news desk with Kurt Buckerfield. Thank you so much, Kurt. You have a beautiful week ahead. Cheers, Sean. Thanks very much. Enjoy the football. Thanks, my bud. And we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Cheers, bud. 